Blog Talk Radio. I've got that joy, 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 joy down in my heart. We're down in my heart to stay. And if the devil doesn't like it, he can sit on a tack. Oh, sit on a tack. Oh. Welcome, welcome, welcome to page one. I am going to get that correct this week. I'm LeVar. Welcome to the program. Uh, we were off last week. Um, we were off last week. I, I know. Now, that voice you hear is Mary. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I am good. I cold. This is the first Thanksgiving in recent memory. I did not have turkey. Um, and that feels a little weird. Pretty crazy. I know. I, I, just, I don't well, have turkey most Thanksgiving. Well, I'm used to turkey. I, 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 you know, if you're a traditionalist on some holidays like I am, Fourth of July, you want a barbecue. Thanksgiving, you want to have a turkey, and then on your birthday, Easter you just the want ham. To- heck you want to eat? <laughs> yeah. You know what? We don't really do. We did. We used to do ham. But the thing was, was that I thought having turkey and ham was a little too much. Mm. I don't know. It depends but on the size of your I thought family, ham for I guess. Easter. You know? Yeah. Ham was like Easter. Mm. Unless you're just cruel like that and you want to have rabbit, but yeah. <laughs> hey, kids, we're having rabbit for Easter. Yeah, that's that's not good. Question mark? 
and that puts us that puts us at least a few weeks away from Christmas already. It's twenty days, less than three weeks. Yes, twenty days. Um, you know what? I don't know what we're doing Christmas week. You know, we take this one step at a time. If if you know this program, but last <laughs> week we tried. Heaven knows we tried. But with the holiday, with everybody traveling, uh, we were not here, but we are back here this week. Uh, we are scheduled to be here every week from here on out. If you are listening to us, and hopefully you follow us as well, me over at News Comet VTR, Mary over at Blue Eyes Mama. That's on Twitter and Instagram. Yes. So follow her over there as well. Uh, also, programming note, because uh, this time of year gets a little busy for all of us. Um, Sunday night, I will be back here uh, doing a program for PLM, uh, Pleasure Life Music. If you have not heard some of the past programs that we've done, which have been roundtable discussions on pretty much uh, things that have been... Oh, now you hear my phone. <laughs> but things that have been there's people calling wondering about Sunday night. Um, but there you things go. that have been gone pretty much in pretty much the world. Uh it's gonna be a wide range of topics. Uh so I would definitely invite you, uh, if you have an opportunity to listen to myself. Uh DJ FX will be co hosting with me and then uh of course uh Spontaneous will be joining us and my other guests will be uh Romeo Holloway. That's Sunday night, 9 o'clock Eastern Time, 8 p.m. Central, out on the West. Of course, that would be 6 o'clock. So uh, that's a special time at 9 p.m. Eastern Time, Sunday night. It's a PLM special roundtable discussion uh, for Better 2020 Part 2. So definitely take a listen to that. Now that I've got old business out of the way, we've been gone for a couple of weeks. So... I will admit to you, the listening audience, that I had a bunch of things to talk about last week. <laughs> I never like wasting a good story, but one story has kind of changed since then, uh, and that was in regards to Justin Timberlake, because a lot of people kind of uh, saw what was going on with that. You know what? I, I'm not going to probably back hash on the story, but... I've talked to a lot of people this week, and depending upon who you talk to, most people have kind of, like, shied it off, said, ah, it's really nothing. You know, it, it is what it is. And then there's a lot of people who go to the extreme and think that it is the worst thing ever. I don't think I had a chance to ask you what you thought about it uh, with everything that kind of came out and how it looks and how it, uh, I mean, because I'm trying to think, and I'm trying to put myself in the best feel spot. If you're sitting at home, and you see these pictures, because nowadays, if this was probably like 20, 30 years ago, pictures wouldn't have gotten out that quick. Mm-hmm. Now, with everyone who has a camera, and everyone who has a phone, and everyone who's looking to make money, this stuff gets out even before it gets into a magazine or on TV the following day. But if you're her sitting at home watching this, I mean, what are you thinking? 
And now, are you actually, because you're a fellow celebrity, going to listen to his side of the story when he finally tells you? Or are you going to be well, assuming what the general population is probably assuming when you see something like that? Yeah, I, well, I never really thought about it from her point of view. Like, my, my stance on it was exactly what you said. These pictures get out almost instantaneously. You catch them in a weird position, and you don't know what's going on. There's no context. There's no, you know, you're not part of the party. Um, there's the, the stalker paparazzi where you're sitting, you know, somebody in a booth next to you and takes the picture. So, for me, it was just like, you know what? It's Hollywood. Who knows what's actually going on? Maybe it's something. Maybe it's nothing. But really, it's none of my business. So, whatever. Um, kind of like, I just put my hands up and ignored it. From her perspective, I think that, and I, I'm going to hope that. Good, and it seems like they do have a good enough relationship that that kind of stuff was talked about. Like. Hey, I'm going to be going out with all my co-stars, or I'm going to be going out with so-and-so, or this is what's going on on the set. And that after everything came out, that hey, there's going to be pictures, and this is what happened, and just like you have the context. But I don't know. I, I really don't know. I, if without context, if she was insecure in their relationship for any free prime or reason, then yeah, I'd probably be bad news bears, but I don't know what their relationship is like. When you look at their past relationships coming forward, it seems like they were on stable footing and on pretty good ground, and it didn't seem like either one of them were like, you know what I'm saying? It it seemed like they had a good, solid foundation that they weren't going to fall victim to every minor, hey, look at Justin Beale has her arm around himself. Or Justin, you know, kissed someone's cheek, you know, or whatever the case may be. Now they were kind of interesting pictures, but again, without context, who knows? Who knows? I don't know. It's weird. I'm in the eighth class on that one. <laughs> yeah, and, and he's since come out. And he kind of apologized for everything that's kind of happened. And actually today, uh, pictures were shown of him out and about and sparkling very brightly on his left finger was his wedding band. (laughs) Right. Um, I'm pretty sure some PR folks are probably like, hey, um, might want to go out and do that. So, and she was out. A couple of days, I think, after everything kind of happened on her end, yeah, that's pretty much bad judgment on his part. He knows better. Um, I, I doubt anything. I'd like to think the benefit, you know, the benefit of doubt. I highly think anything was happening. They probably like just too good. Well, I mean, they've been filming her for a lot, so it was probably just like one concerned person. You know, a lot of people like to show a lot more PDA, and nothing is going on. You know, mm-hmm. I'd like to think that oh, that yeah. was the situation, and the paparazzi and the celebtainment news shows were just looking for a story to run. Um, because far too often you'll see people out in public, uh, pretty much 
kissing other friends on the lips or doing whatever else, and there's nothing serious. Everybody knows it. I would like to think that that was what was going on, but it, yeah, I mean, for a person that is married away from home for a little bit and filming and uh, with this person and then these photos kind of come out, yeah, it was just, this is why you party indoors, and when you're outdoors, you just sit by yourself. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. And, and it sucks that that's what they have to do because I guess I'm a very touchy-feely person. I hug, I kiss, I hold hands with, I link arms with, I'll walk with my hand around somebody's waist where they have their hand around mine. Male, female, in between. Every color of the rainbow. Um, so, but I don't have to worry about that. I don't. I'm not I do. Well, not yet, anyway. You do, yes, you do. That's why we don't do that anymore. Just saying. No. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it, it's it's tough that, that when you get to be at the status that he is at, that you have to. Dude, Jessica Beals is his wife. She's hot. Do you really think that he does, He needs to, like, move on from that? No. But, again. Well, you've seen Stranger. Watch out for that. <laughs> yes. Yes, we have. I guess. Uh, I guess. I don't know how you could do that to Halle Berry, but hey, different story for a different day. Um, one of the other things that was kind of leaving for last week for this week actually was a very interesting story, and it brings to mind once again the whole subject of expectations for people. I'm going to read you this uh, story out of uh, a site called nd100.com, and the headline says, The World's Richest Man Donated $98 Million to Charity, and Everyone is Making the Same Point. What they were talking about was Amazon founder Jeff Bezos, who is the world's richest person, has announced that he has donated $98.5 million dollars. 32 organizations in 23 U.S. states that are helping homeless families. The gifts to each organization received range from $1.25 million to $5 million. The Amazon founder and CEO gave the money through his Bezos Day One Fund, which he announced in September of 2018. The donation matches the sum he gave to the same causes last year. But not everyone is jumping for joy at the donation. While it's obviously good that homeless charities are receiving more money to help vulnerable people, many people aren't exactly desperate to give him much praise for doing so. Lots of people pointed out that in proportion to his vast $109 billion, let me repeat that for you, $109 billion, and I'm about to go on Amazon probably in the next hour or two, so it's about to grow again, uh, the wealth amount uh, he's donated is tiny. Also, if billionaires paid more tax, then in theory, those huge donations might not be necessary. Um, as someone pointed out uh, on Twitter, they said that he could buy a $150,000 house for every homeless person in America and still have almost $20 billion in personal wealth. Another person said a whopping 0.09% of his net worth. Thanks so much, Jeff. Uh, but there were also some people who stuck up for him. Uh, as someone pointed out, when was the last time you gave $45 to charity? And another person said, he doesn't just give billions sitting in a bank account, you morons. <laughs> so I guess here is the question. 
when that happens or when you have a person of his wealth, because, I mean, millionaires, multimillionaires and billionaires seem to be growing in this country or in every, across the globe, and unfortunately it hasn't reached me or you yet. But when that happens, is there an expectation for just how much someone should be helping? Or is it really none of our business if they give anything at all? Um, yes. <laughs> to both. I mean, um, congratulations, I guess. I don't know. All right. Hmm. How do I do this? Charity is supposed to be done quietly um, without fanfare. Otherwise, it's not charity. It's you boasting. Now, the same token, on the flip side of that coin, that's a lot of money going to a lot of causes that desperately need it. And I'm not saying that they don't need it, because they absolutely need it. And it's a good thing that he gave that out. And the person that said, when was the last time you gave out $45 for charity? It's exactly right. The people that are complaining are usually the ones that are like, ah, uh, hello, you didn't give more of your money. Okay, how much are you giving? Like, if we're going to start putting this out there and start critiquing somebody for the charity that they do, you better be able to back it up, too. Um, I donate to charity. I donate to, I donate time, money, um, things. Um, I'm shaving my head in March, and I know that I'm boasting that, too, but that's to raise the money for that charity, that specific thing that I do feel passionately about. Um, I'm not going to critique him for that. I, I Congratulations. Maybe if it was anonymous, it, it would feel more Christmassy. I, I don't know. I don't know. If it wasn't him, if it was, I don't know, pick somebody else and say that was them, would they have this much of an uproar? Is it just because it's the guy from Amazon, you know, maybe it's just that bitter or what have you. It's just weird. It's just weird. And then on top of that, how dare you think that he's going to have, I know 20 billion is still a lot of money, but how dare you say that that man who earned his a hundred and he really did, he earned a hundred or I'm just going to round it down to a hundred billion dollars worth net worth. How dare you say that he has to give up four fifths of that just so that you don't have to deal with looking at a homeless person on your sidewalk. You do something. You give up most of your income then. I, I just, yeah, I'm down off my sofa. <laughs> you feel better now. <laughs> hey, First of all, I'm kind of amazed that he's worth that much considering he just went through a mm-hmm. divorce and he had to give up half of everything. He and won't be for if... long. She's, she's going to get a bunch of that. <laughs> He's going to get a bunch of that. I, I don't think like, that's so really settled yet. worth that much? Um, Maybe today. But think about it. Think just how amazing that is, I mean, or how scary that is. You're worth $106 billion? Mm-hmm. A million is like lunch. Uh, it, it's like yep. a small – it's not even going to hurt you. If he lost tomorrow mm-hmm. – I mean, granted, it would hurt but if he lost $100 million tomorrow, foolishly, it means nothing. 
<laughs> Nothing at all. $100 million would be uh, urban areas, downtown business population for probably half a year, if not a year. Well, no, it's, it's the $50. Just like that person said, it's, it's 50 bucks. So if somebody accidentally lost $50 and they were out Christmas shopping and $50 cash was in their pocket and they dropped it, that's exactly what it would be like. Are you going to end the world because you lost your 50 bucks, the average person? No. Yes. It's no. not fun. I'm not saying it would be fun, but it's not like you would be like, oh, my God, I'm going to die. I feel that way when I go to the casino and I lose 40 bucks. Well, that's scary. <laughs> you, you should walk into the casino knowing you're going to lose $40. Come on now. Actually, I, you know what? Side story. I'll, I'll walk away from this for a second. Uh, I visited the great state of Michigan over the Thanksgiving holiday. Did go to the casino. Started off, and I pretty much went in. And I, I am a, I'm not a gambler. I will tell you, I'm the worst person to probably. I don't play any of the table games. I will probably play the. Uh, little slot machines that are like that look fun or look like I can understand it. Other <laughs> games I probably won't. I kid you not, this time around, normally I will go into a casino and I'll be the first to admit, forty bucks I'm done. If I don't want anything, if I lost it all, I'll stop right there. This particular night I thought I might have some type of luck. So I went in, and I actually bet more than normal. I actually took, uh, and I'm going to use this for purposes of uh, being honest and upfront, because we always are on this show. I took 100 bucks. I said, hey, if something happens tonight, great. If nothing happens, I tried it. I worked hard for my money. I went in. I gambled. Within the first hour, I lost 80 bucks. Uh, I was down to my last 20, and I said, you know what? I'm going to actually go play on a machine I want to play on. Found a machine I liked, went with that 20, and within the next half hour, 40 minutes, I gained back 80 bucks. Uh, gambled a little bit more because I didn't know when to quit, and I walked away <laughs> net on the night only losing 40 because I gained back at least like 40 or so, yeah, off that 20 that I played, so it wasn't that bad. Did it hurt for me? Heck, yes, it did. <laughs> but getting back to the topic at hand, I don't know. I don't feel that it's in our place to tell the rich. The only thing that I would probably feel where I would have a say-so and think that I do is in honestly paying, and this is going to cause so much of a topic among people, so don't at me, but the age-old thing has been like, hey, I think that there really shouldn't be any tax breaks for anyone that is worth a certain amount of money. Sorry. Because even if I was rich, if I was at that spot, I would want to pay my fair share. But to continuously get tax breaks for different things and to pay little or next to nothing or have no penalties or nothing, trust me, if I won the lottery tomorrow, I'm not going to get the same tax breaks as 
a billionaire or a multi-millionaire. I would just say keep it on a level playing field. Yes, if everybody had to pay 30%, it's not the same between me and Bill Gates. <laughs> um, but I don't know where you could start that or end that, but in this case, when it comes to giving money to charities, I don't feel it's in anyone's place to tell someone just how much they should be giving. The fact alone that he's given close to 100 million bucks to help combat something as serious as homelessness uh, is a wonderful thing. The only time I think where there should be some type of you know, tongue lashing or some type of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here, some type of commentary on it probably should be when it comes to paying your fair share and not getting like some ridiculous breaks that you shouldn't be getting because you're rich. Uh, but no, bravo to Jeff Bezos for doing that. Uh, let's just hope he's, like I said, come tax time, just paying his fair share. Right, right. So that's what I think. I'm going to leave it right there. <laughs> um, one story that actually there was two, two stories that kind of came um, out from overseas, because of course these type of things don't happen here, we don't look out um, and actually one I did not tell Mary about <laughs> I think I'm going to go with that story first because I wanted to I couldn't believe it when I heard it but this just goes to show how far we have come as a society but uh, this story comes out of uh, well give the source what it is, but uh, this story kind of comes from Pan. Uh, actually, there's two stories. But a department store in Japan, I am going to be... Uh, the following story, by the way, I always like to give warnings to things that I know are probably about to like, go really far. The following story did come from an actual wire service, so I... I do be wary of this one. A department store in Japan is reportedly rethinking a new policy of having female employees wear a badge with a cartoon character dubbed Miss Period that signifies that they're menstruating. I kid you not. The Maru department store in Osaka introduced the voluntary badges in October following an employee's suggestion, the BBC News reported. It was never the intention to share the menstrual information with their customers, the spokesman told the BBC. They said that the so-called period badges were supposed to create empathy among co-workers, including allowing longer breaks and extra help for employees on their period. Uh, the spokesman told the BBC the reactions to the badges were mixed. Think so? If you saw a colleague was having her period, you could offer to carry heavy things for her or suggest she take longer breaks and this support would be mutual. Uh, they added that the company will reconsider how to keep the information within the staff without revealing it to customers. Controversy comes at the same time local media has reported that some Japanese companies are banning female employees from wearing eyeglasses, with some saying that they would make women look cold or don't allow people to see their makeup. In another controversy this year, Japan's foreign minister ignored a 20,000 signature petition saying mandating high heels at work is socially accepted as something that falls within the realm of being occupationally necessary and appropriate. 
This would never happen here, by the way. <laughs> oh, no. If it did happen here, you know somebody go off on it. That would get new. Somebody would get, someone would be upset. And it would probably be like, God. <laughs> so I don't think I have to say yay or nay to this company, too. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. That makes, oh. Okay, I have two minds on this one. On one hand, um, I get what they're trying. Bravo for the try. Like, A for effort. <laughs> I can't even get it out at this point. Um, a for the effort for trying to be sensitive to a woman when she's on her period or PMSing, depending on that. With that being said, um, a lot of women, especially when they've had it long enough that they're already in a full-time workforce, they've probably mm-hmm. had their period for enough time that they kind of either know how to handle it, B, don't need your sympathy, or C, if you did give them sympathy, that would piss them off even more. So, <laughs> in that vein, um, some women will embrace it, some women won't. I, I, I don't think that it should be something, again, it should be advertised, unless you want it to be, but then if you want it to be, those are, those are the women that are like, I'm on my period. So, you know, they don't need a badge. They'll just tell you, you know? Or hit you. Yeah. But Bravo, I mean, A for effort. A for trying to be sensitive. I'm I'm trying to find the positive on this one. A for trying to be positive. And embrace that. But, yeah, I just lift heavy things. Who? A guy said that. Lift heavy things when you're on your period. Oh, that is, that is such a guy thing to say. Hey. Guy, <laughs> longer breaks, I get. I get the longer breaks because, uh, in, again, sometimes, like, if there's accidents, if there's things happening, longer breaks, maybe not necessarily longer, but maybe more often because that happens as well. Um, you may need to have, you know, just a couple extra breaks because of things. But, and that's cool. Um, yeah. A for effort. <laughs> That's kind of ridiculous, so it's, oh, that's hilarious to me. That is so funny. Yeah. Uh, oh I, my I saw that story, and I was like, really? I was like, it, but you know what's even more, well, it's nothing funny about it, but to see the badge. Uh, I, no, I, I, now I need to. A period that, like, is there like a red dot on it or something? Oh, it's no. Kinda, it looks like that a wouldn't work blob. Where I work. couldn't make it out, but I'm, I'm going to send you a photo of it. Uh, we'll we'll talk about it after the show, but I'm going to send you a photo of it. it. It's very interesting, but yeah, I didn't think there would be a cartoon character that you would need to be associated with that. But yeah, <laughs> on a badge, that's amazing. Why would you want to put a cartoon character on your badge? Like, if you were going to be more discreet about it, like all of a sudden just have. I know this is going to be too really. We have um, where I my full time job because you know. This only pays so much of the bills. Um, my full-time job, I do have to have a badge that keys me into where I work. And then also it identifies who I am. And then 
there are secured doors, so those doors are going to be, um, my, my badge allows me access to certain doors and other badges allow certain access to other doors. Think Casino, they have the same kind of situations, same kind of basic setup. Um, some of our badges for specific people have a red dot on them to signify that their access is a little bit different. Why don't they just do something like that? I mean, I know that's kind of a crappy thing to do, but red dots would work. Right? I, I don't think I would want to see the red dot. <laughs> well, no, if it's done in, you know, like it's in the corner of the badge, you'd be like, oh, what's that? You'd just be like, oh, it's just a, it's just a special type of badge. It just signifies what's going on. I don't want to see a red dot. I don't want to see a red badge. I don't want to see a red sash. I don't want to see a red ribbon. I don't want to see any character? Nope. Not, that, well, that makes it even worse. Well, no, no, no. If you had, if everybody has badges, if everybody has badges, and there's, you know, a few badges that you walk past and they have a red dot, it's not like you're going to go key into a small red dot on a badge, would you? It's discreet. It's more discreet than a cartoon character. You have to admit that. Way more discreet it's, than a cartoon character on a white badge. It's very interesting. I, I just don't know if. Uh... Maybe that will fly there. I, I don't know if that would work here. I, I really don't. It's uh. Oh no! I'm just yeah. saying, if you were gonna have to do something like that, that would be a more discreet way of doing it. But no, I no. <laughs> like we have that, but those signify security clearance. There's red, green, green, blue. We have different color. They're dots in specific areas of our badges that give us like that kind of signify our security clearances. And that's a it's a quick and easy way for the people that know that to identify that. But to other people it's just a dot on a badge. Now I'm just thinking to that quote was it the treasure of the Sierra Madre like badges? We don't need no stinking badges. We don't need no stinking badges. <laughs> so I'm thinking now. <laughs> Oh, if you all are listening. Blazing uh, saddles, man. Right, right. That too. <laughs> Better than the toll booth in which you could have went around. Now you had to go back and get all the dimes. Who has dimes? But uh, if you are listening to page one, I'm LaVar. That's Barry. Uh, glad that we are back here after a one-week absence. Uh, we are here. Yes. One other thing. While we're still in uh, Tokyo, uh, the other story this week that came out of that. Now, this one I actually I can get on board with. I actually agree with this wholeheartedly. Uh, I am pretty sure for all of us we have the same issues that go on when we work with coworkers who smoke. Uh, they take a lot of smoke breaks. They're generally you could probably count a lot of time that they are gone. And I, I remember I had a job once where the smokers would all leave at once, and they pretty much would go down to, like, the docks and go out and smoke, and they'd be gone for about 10, 15 minutes. And all of us did, like, all the hard work. And all of us were like, hey, well, why can't it be that we just leave maybe 15, 30 minutes early and let the smokers pretty much work out the rest of the day since they were the ones that had been gone all day and didn't really put in the same mm-hmm. amount of effort and time that we did. Mm-hmm. Just when you think that you were thinking that, comes this story from Tokyo. 
A company in Japan is giving its non-smoking employees an extra six days of paid time off per year to make up for smokers' cigarette breaks. Tokyo-based marketing firm Pila, or Pila, I'm going to pronounce it so wrong. My Chicago accent, that's a story for a different day. Uh, Pila Incorporated introduced the perk after employees complained that they were working more hours than staff who took time off to smoke a cigarette, according to the Telegraph. One of our non-smoking staff put a message in the company's suggestion box earlier in the year saying that smoking breaks were causing problems. This coming from a spokesman for the company. Our CEO saw the comment and agreed, so we are giving non-smokers some extra time off to compensate. With the company's office on the 29th floor of a building, resentment grew among non-smoking employees as anyone craving a cigarette had to go to the basement level, which required that each smoke break lasted around 15 minutes. Uh, they went on to say that we hope to encourage employees to quit smoking through incentives rather than penalties or coercion. Or coercion. Or I'm gonna. You know what? My brain is working. So forgive me tonight. Um, at least 30 of the company's 120 employees have taken extra days off. The incentive has also encouraged four people to give up smoking. Now, the smoking rate in Japan has dropped in recent years thanks to increasing health awareness, an aging population, tougher regulations, and higher cigarette prices. And a recent survey by Japan Tobacco found that the smoking rate among people aged 20 and older fell to 17.9% in 2018, compared to 36.1% in 1989. But then again, it makes me wonder how many people are actually using other alternative methods, but that's a different story for a different day. But I'm all for this. If you're going to allow an extra six days, I'll stop complaining because I know that was a huge issue when I was working at this company where, like I said, people went to go smoke, and they're gone a good chunk of the time throughout the day because if you take two or three smoke breaks, think about it. Each one, if it's 15 minutes, it's 45 minutes. It's almost a full hour of a work day that was spent smoking. See, I must have been working at places where I, I, I don't know. I don't know. The places that I worked, if I – Everybody was given specifically two 15-minute breaks and a half an hour, and you could spend those two 15 minutes and that half an hour however you'd like, but they were scheduled, and every single person got one. Every single person got one. Right now, where I work currently, um, well, my job is a little bit different than most people's, but, um, again, a lot of they're not scheduled, but everybody's allowed or allotted and suggested and almost pressured sometimes to take your two 15-minute breaks and your half-hour lunch. Um, some people cram it all together and make it an hour-long lunch, and that's what they do when they're done. But every single person gets that. As a former smoker, notice former, I have quit. Oh, wow, how long has it been? Eight years now. Um, uh. When I was a smoker, a lot of non-smokers didn't like that I took smoke breaks. However, I was very cognizant of the fact that every single person had scheduled 15-minute breaks and 30-minute lunch, and that's how I spent my 15-minute breaks and my 30-minute lunch. I did not go on extra breaks. I do understand when there's a non-smoker involved, and being a non-smoker now, um, the appearance, it feels like they're gone so much more. It feels like they're gone all the time. It really does. And I know, like, in the military, a lot of people pick up smoking because they got breaks where the non-smokers didn't. And mm. I've heard that 
from numerous people. So, yeah, definitely, bravo. If that's what they're going to do, if they don't have something written in or policy-wise where it is, you are. You get 15, everybody gets two 15-minute breaks in a half hour or three 15-minute breaks or whatever the case, whatever you choose to do, but everybody gets exactly that. If that's not written into policy, then yay, good. Give the non-smokers their extra time off because they deserve it. They really do. So, yes, I yes I support it 100%. But I I also I was always part of a um, at least all of my jobs were specifically you either were scheduled your breaks or every regardless of schedule, they, every single person smoker or non-smoker like was supposed to take the same amount of break time. So, hmm. and then if you took over that break time, you were in trouble. So yeah. I guess mm-hmm. I just ended up in weird jobs. <laughs> yeah, I, I, like I said, we had jobs where they allowed it, and it pretty much was like just kind of like it was an unwritten rule, but it was okay. But they went and they were actually good about it, but they would go, like I said, about a couple of times a day. If it was really bad, then that third smoke break would probably be required. But I, as a non-smoker, one who has never smoked. I just I feel that there should be some type of compensation probably for the ones that don't because they do mm-hmm. add more hours or working hours to the day and help to do some things that the non smokers don't only because of their absence. But bravo. I mean I I I love the idea. I, hey, extra days, that would continue to make me a non smoker. I mean, if you're gonna do it that way. But yeah, so I mean, it also is kind of like that. Let's just like we said, that hidden way of trying to encourage people not to smoke, which oh yeah, six extra days of vacation, that's pretty nice, you know. Well, I mean, a normal five day work week, I got a, you get an extra week and an extra day off. Heck yeah, yeah, definitely, I would do that. Just for not smoking. Lovely. Just for not so, smoking. But then you're yeah. also not getting the breaks during the day. So just, that's your trade-off. You don't get your breaks during the day. So are you a want-it-all-gone-and-not-be-at-the-company, uh, or do you want to be, and not be at the office, or do you want your breaks during the day? I don't know. These There's your pros and cons. They're taking care of it. So. Yeah, so bravo. Yeah, bravo. I, su- I support it. But Nip it in the bud. doing it, too. And Barney Fife used to always say (laughs) I love it (laughs) Well one other thing uh, Here that uh, We Have to talk about this week You know we always uh, Kind of talk about uh, Christmas the holiday and things That either change or Uh don't really change that much anymore, especially as different millennials come along. But this uh, story, I have to remember that when I hear about things that millennials want to change, I have to keep an open mind to it. I don't want to be known as those okay boomer type people. But this story comes this week that some millennials – 
want to bring an end to the secret Santa office holiday tradition because it, quote, gives them anxiety, a recent study found. British job hunting website, Job Site, reported that millennials find the secret Santa gift exchange to be anxiety-inducing. And Dr. Ashley Weinberg, a psychology lecturer at the University of Selford in Manchester, believes it is the fear of appearing stingy that makes the holiday tradition stressful. The study found that 78% of millennials felt that they contributed more than they should to an office party gift compared to 58% of the rest of the workforce, while 26% of millennials admitted to dipping into savings or overdrafting their accounts to fund an office gift. Nearly 17% reported that they felt judged by their coworkers for their choice of gift.
unless the company writes it into policy, and even then, they should, if they're writing it into policy or procedure or it's part of the, the rules and regulations of the company, then that's something that, at least in the U.S., um, by most states' labor laws, God, that's a lot of S's, um, if, the company's, if it's a mandatory thing by a company, then the company needs to provide the, the means to be able to participate. So if they're saying you're mandatory that you have to buy Secret Santa stuff, the company needs to provide everybody with um, the, uh, basically a stipend for what you have to do if it's mandatory. But never, never in any job that I've ever had, if I didn't want to participate, I just said, yeah, no, I don't want to participate, but thanks. Thanks for asking. And nobody's ever looked at me sideways. And if they have, I guess I'm just thick-skinned enough to say, mm, I don't care. I don't. <laughs> I'm not stressed about it. I'm part of a Secret Santa this year. And my Secret Santa staff, whoever my Secret Santa is, if they're listening, I'm probably very easy. You go into the dollar store. You go into Target, Walmart, any store that has, like, silly things at the end cap, you shake it. If it would make a 4-year-old giggle or if it would make an 11-year-old boy laugh out loud, totally up my alley, you know. I love that stuff. So. Santa, I don't know why folks are getting so stressed out over it. Secret Santa is not a gift that you are giving your significant other. It's not a gift right. that you're giving, you know, uh, to someone who you uh, really want to impress. It's your coworker. It's a Secret Santa. I think most of us go into it knowing that it's going to be some type of gift that will be like, hey, thanks. And more than likely, it's probably going to be either re-gifted or we will appreciate it and we'll take it and we'll take it home. We're not going to, like, be little you in front of everybody else, like, why did you give me this? You know, I don't know why we stress ourselves out about so much stuff that really we shouldn't even be stressing over. It is a secret it's Santa. That, mm-hmm. It's, it's you know, oh, my God, what, what does that person think of me? Stop it. It's not about what that person thinks of you. It's what they think of the gift. If you are that concerned about it, then go. Then fine. But don't be. You shouldn't be. Are they that important to you that you should be? Because then, then stress. Then stress. Don't stress for people that you, if you go home at night and you're thinking about how, you know, Jim, the next door, my next QB over Jim is thinking of me, then there's something else there. That's not normal coworker behavior. Just throw my two cents out. I don't know. Don't stress. I, I that should not be stressed. Those particular things. I mean, there's more important things to worry about in life. I have all of <laughs> most of. Let's let's back that up. Most of my secret Santa gifts from past years are still on my desk because they're like bobbleheads, or um, I have a, it's a squeaky toy. <laughs> and, it, and it makes a noise and it's kind of annoying I have one that like waddles like one of those walkers like my secret Santa if people had got me secret Santa gifts I did take, take some home I got a secret Santa gift that was a Blackhawk uh, beanie cap oh that was awesome but yeah like come on it's it's not do not I don't know why people are stressing out about it calm down calm down I don't know They'll, they'll be all right. <laughs> Get them a Christmas card. Make it with $25 worth. 
ten dollars worth of material, make it a really pretty card. Jeez, Put know, a ten dollar bill in it. that talk about the boomers, but man, alive, just calm down, <laughs> go with the flow. For all of you out there, this holiday season can be one of a pretty busy time. Just take the time, breathe. Just breathe. But with and, all of that, just enjoy it. Yes, it's supposed enjoy to be it. a it's supposed to be a fun holiday. Stop stressing. It is not about the stuff. It should never be about the stuff. I mean, I'm not saying I don't want stuff too. I do. And I want to give stuff. I'm out shopping, giving stuff. But it's not about the stuff. Enjoy the season. What made you look at it with wonder as a kid? Go back to that. It wasn't the stuff. If you don't mind, I'm going to go into my two-minute rant. If you all will permit me just a moment, because we actually have a little bit of time here. There is a reason yeah, sure. why why I I love what you just said, but it's so important because over these next few weeks, we've got what, today is the sixth of December. We have exactly what, twenty five days left in the year. And I'm pretty sure that the majority of you will think the same way that I'm thinking and man, I just remembered Christmas last year. Flew by pretty quick, didn't it? Here's the reason why I tell you that it is so important to pretty much slow it down because life really likes to go in this case. And this is in the rare case where I will tell you it's okay to that person in the third lane and not the person in the far left lane (laughs) because it is times like this where a lot of us for this Christmas you're either celebrating it or have something that we're getting through, something that we're getting over, something that has yet to happen, something that we're anxiety written about. I think back the times in which, you know, growing up, you couldn't wait for one Christmas until next Christmas. In between then was all cool. But then you got the next Christmas and you enjoyed everything that happened between last Christmas to that Christmas. It's kind of like that feeling. And with the way that life has become so recently, and it seems that as we get older, these days speed up a lot more and way quicker than what it is, I think this is the reason why I usually tell everyone that I know to slow it down and enjoy it, because once December 6th, this day ends, it doesn't come back again. So I always tell people, remember what you did on that day, because it doesn't repeat itself. December 6th of 2020 is going to be far different than December 6th of 2019. You know, they always talk about the past. It is what it was, the past. But did you have a good time? Did you do something that you liked? Did you do something that you enjoy? Because things go so quick between this time, this year, to next year. And when you have family that may not be there with you that time next year, did you at least enjoy that time with them? Or were you stressed out about something that, in hindsight, could be seen as a little trivial? Or for you that have kids that are growing way too fast, 
Did you enjoy the time with them? Because you may not get that time once they really start to grow up and start to drift apart. So enjoy the time that you have. Just take it slow, as somebody used to always tell me, and do something that you will remember this time next year so that you're not regretting not doing it on that same day the year before. That's my two-minute rant. So. Yeah, well, I mean, it's – okay, just to kind of add to your rant, which I don't think it's a rant. It's more of a PSA at this point. Um, I'm lucky enough to be able to make the memories, and that's it. You know, there's traditions that you get to carry on that you had with your folk when you were a child, and you get to carry that on into your adulthood, and you get to share that with the people that you're closest to. Now, those traditions don't always stick. Some of them do, no, no, some they of them don't. You get, yeah, they change, they adjust, they adapt. Or they get, or you create new ones. Go out. People put up Christmas lights. When was the last time you drove around and looked at, just, just looked in awe and wonder at the Christmas lights and got a hot, you know, well, with you guys out in the Midwest, a cup of hot chocolate, me out here, cup of froyo, and just enjoyed it. They put this out for people to enjoy. Not everybody. I'm not saying everybody needs to put out Christmas lights and it gotta, you got to go over the top. No, you know what? Sometimes it's the simplest things that make your make that, oh, I really like that one. That one's really pretty. You, you put down your cell phones. You put down all of the electronics, and you actually connect to the person next to you. How hard is that? Make it like... Instead of giving gifts for everybody on your list this year, sit down and have a craft Christmas or craftmas where you sit down and you make something with somebody sitting next to you so that you have to, if you don't like making eye contact, you don't have to. You paint ornaments with someone so you still can talk to people around you and connect with people and be near people but not actually have to be, like, socially, like, I have to, like, make eye contact with you the whole time. Okay, you don't want to do that. There are things you can do. But connect it's it's about the connection. Those are the memories you take with you. It's not the and that's why I keep going back. It's not the stuff. And I am not one to turn down a gift, not at all. And I am not saying don't go out and buy gifts. If you want to buy gifts, buy gifts. Buy gifts. Go ahead. Spend your money to buy gifts. But if it's going to put you in debt, why? If it's going to stress you out, why? Tell everybody, you know what? I'm really stressed out this year. I I don't want to do gifts. I really want to just I want to spend time with you. So let's set a date and have lunch or coffee or a movie. I'm sorry. If somebody said that to me and that was my my Christmas gift from somebody, I'd be like, yes, absolutely. Why not? That's probably better than something that I'll wear twice and throw away. Yep. There you are. To add to your PSA two-minute rant, whatever. Done. Couldn't have said it better. (laughs) Anything else you'd like to add for tonight? Uh, Merry Christmas to everybody. Happy Christmas, Kwanzaa. I don't know what y'all celebrate. Um, So happy holidays to everyone, whatever they celebrate. Please, 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 please try to have it be stress-free. I know that's like something telling somebody not to breathe, but calm down, slow down. Yeah, other than that. Come join us. 
that gives you Friday nights off to come and join us and laugh with us. There, see? Uh, laugh, think. Hey, we'll do it here every Friday night at the same time. And I can't thank all of you enough for listening. Just a reminder one more time, join me Sunday night, PLM, Special Roundtable Discussion for a Better 2020 Part 2 at 9 o'clock Eastern Time. Uh, that's it. And we'll be back here next week for Mary. I'm LaFar. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you soon. Bye.